Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of the Nature City Podcast. I'm your host, Carl Perdelli, and I'm also the CEO and co-founder of Nature City, having started the company with my wife, Beth, over 20 years ago. And since then, it's been our pleasure to serve over 500,000 Americans by offering them the best supplements we can make. This week, really excited because we're going to be talking about a unique way for you to maintain healthy uh, blood sugar as well as good metabolic health. And to do that, I have the perfect person joining me because he's with the maker of the ingredient, which is called NC2. Uh, I want you to welcome Jocelyn Barube to the show. Jocelyn is the Executive Vice President of Scientific and Regulatory Affairs at Interactive, which is a company north of the border in Canada that makes uh, specialty ingredients for supplements and skincare and, and do a terrific job. Uh, Jocelyn and I have known each other for about 15 years now. I've learned a lot from him, and I think you will today. You know, it's so important, um, this topic we're going to talk today, because it affects really every part of your body right? Your ability to maintain healthy weight, your ability to maintain good heart health, cognitive health. Uh, geez, just about everything you can think of in your body is relevant to today's discussion. So anyway, Jocelyn, welcome to the show and thank you for joining us. Thank you very much, Carl. Thanks for having me and for this opportunity. Uh, I look forward to, to, this, uh, to this podcast and uh, sharing our views and our, uh, our science with, uh, with you guys. Wonderful, wonderful. So before we um, to start start discussing NC2, I um, just want to get your thoughts. You heard me say that I believe, you know, maintaining healthy blood sugar levels and good metabolic health is so key to our ability to age in a good way, in a healthy way. Um, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, well, first, that's a, a very good question. That's something that uh, affects everyone, and it's it's really uh, relates on... How do we want to spend uh, our life as we grow old? Obviously, uh, I think that for most people, uh, uh, it will be uh, to live life as uh, an active lifestyle, you know, be able to enjoy time with their family, with their friends and with their kids and grandkids. So it's really uh, uh, how to help preserve that ability to uh, to be active and to be uh, living a fulfilling life. Uh, and. To us, metabolic uh, and glycemic health are one of the pillars that will support this capacity to stay healthy as we grow old. Uh, and, and a good example is uh, what you just said in terms of how it affects all of the structures and components of the body. Uh, for example, heart health. Uh, well, what do you need to keep a healthy heart as you grow old? You need basically five things. You need to have a healthy blood pressure. You have to have a healthy triglyceride levels healthy cholesterol, uh, healthy blood sugar, and healthy body weight or body composition. So if you keep all of these five items uh, in check, uh, then you can expect to have uh, a healthy uh, aging and, and live a long and, and, and fruitful life. When you look at these five factors, they seem to be unrelated, but in fact, they are all related to the metabolism of insulin. So insulin is playing a role in all of these, uh, all of these uh, components. Uh, so this is uh, uh, especially a challenge because in today's world, in today's diet, uh, well, we, we have uh, processed foods, we have uh, a food that contains 
things that are uh, not exactly as nature intended. And it, mm-hmm. it's, it's always targeting insulin. So we can discuss more about that obviously later, but uh, uh, I see this as a, as a, a really uh, important factor to uh, five important factors to keep in check. Uh, to uh, Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, look, I think you, you hit the nail on the head, but the challenge is this isn't easy, right? <laughs> um, I mean, so many folks struggle um, with either at least one of these components, if not multiple ones. You know, to us, it really takes a combination of, you know, good diet and lifestyle choices. I mean, you don't have to be perfect all the time, but you, you have to make good choices yeah. most of the time, right? You know, staying active is so key, right? Um, staying active and fit. Uh, and then you're really using quality supplements with, you know, as we like to choose, scientifically studied ingredients that are shown to, to help and work. And, you know, I think that you add all those together and you, you give yourself a good shot of shifting the odds in your favor. Would you agree with that assessment? Well, I completely agree because, well, first of all, there, there's no magic bullet there. So if you're just uh, looking for supplements to cure whatever uh, uh, comes at you, I don't think it will make it. Uh, you have to have an, a complete, a holistic approach to uh, to your health. And that starts with a healthy lifestyle, eating the right things, uh, you know, as low, as little processed food as possible is always a good start. And, you know, try to have uh, uh, some physical activity every day, at least half an hour, something like that. It doesn't have to be a really intense one, but something that will get your heart a little bit pumping. It's, it's, it's always good. And you can expect yeah. to have your, uh, your, your body to work perfectly after 30 years of uh, working in the office and not moving at all. It's, uh, it, it's just the logic. So, uh, so there, there's no magic bullet. And, and as I mentioned, uh, and as you mentioned as well, uh, for many people, it's difficult to have those five factors uh, in the healthy range. Uh, actually yeah. the, the research, recent research show that seven out of eight Americans are failing at least on one of these components. So that's a very large proportion of the population. Uh, yeah. and so, so there's definitely something that needs to be done. There's some obviously profound factors that underlie, uh, these, uh, these, uh, uh, high statistics. So obviously diet and, and lack of exercise is probably the most, uh, evident one. Um, yeah. but yeah, so, so it's, it, it is a challenge and, uh, using of supplements when they are, you know, backed by strong science can really bring. Uh, the efforts and support the efforts that we are making with the lifestyle changes. And that's, I think, uh, what we'll, uh, we'll be able to discuss more as well. Yeah. So let's, let's jump into and discuss NC2 and how it uniquely uh, supports, you know, healthy blood sugar and metabolic health um, and, you know, and blood, good blood sugar metabolism, which really is converting carbs to energy ultimately. Right. And so but before we get into what it does, just tell us a little bit, Jocelyn, if you can, about you know how it's where it comes from, where it's sourced, and how it's harvested. Because um, I know there's some good, unique characteristics. Yeah. Well, obviously, uh, this is a natural ingredient, so we want to keep it as natural as possible, and that's uh, one of the objectives that uh, we were having when we developed the manufacturing process of this uh, of this extract is to use no chemicals, no solvent, no uh, excipient, or any type of additive. So. What you get is actually a brown seaweed extract uh, that is rich in polyphenols, which is the bioactive constituent of seaweeds. 
so these polyphenols are produced uh, uh, through a non-invasive process that will basically preserve them in their right bioactive configuration. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, the seaweeds are harvested all in uh, the eastern part of Canada. So this is a high quality, high purity uh, environment where there's low pollution. Uh, this is harvested by hand. Uh, so uh, that's uh, uh, a very strong, uh, uh, you know, dedication to quality when you have those type of, uh, of harvesting. Obviously, this is live seaweed. So this is not seaweeds that are stranded on the coast or on the beach. This is live seaweed that are cut in the fresh part. Only the part that regrows every year is cut. So that it makes also the seaweeds a very sustainable uh, harvesting practice. Uh, so the, the product is actually processed only using hot water. Uh, so when we have the seaweeds, we're essentially making a tea out of it to remove the unsoluble components. And we get uh, the polyphenols uh, from, uh, from the seaweeds in a very highly concentrated and a very pure manner. Uh, the product is certified organic. It's non-GMO, so it's, it has a, a ton of value also for uh, people that are sensitive to these, uh, these attributes. Um, and the product, again, is 100% seaweed based, very pure, very clean, uh, and uh, is, is, uh, is fully functional and is, uh, is fully potent to deliver the activity on each and every batch that we produce. Now, that's great. I mean, it's, it really checks all the boxes in terms of organic, you know, no really chemicals or excipients um, in the product, non-GMO and sustainable. I mean, yeah. I, I didn't realize the whole part of that. You're only using the seaweed, you're only cutting the seaweed. I guess it makes sense. Now I hear it um, in a way that, you know, just regrows naturally um, every season or every few months, wherever it may be. So let's, um, what I found so interesting about NC2 when I was first introduced to it was how it works so differently than other supplement ingredients you see to help support, you know, blood sugar health, mm-hmm. right? Um, most of them kind of go to work after carbs like starch and sugar are broken down and absorbed into the bloodstream. Um, but NC2 is much different. Maybe you could just explain how, how so. Yeah, it is different and it is still a good idea to combine them together. So it, it, it offers a ton of synergies, uh, possibilities with other ingredients. But the, uh, the yeah. action of NC2 is very distinct from these other ingredients. Uh, basically, it's uh, preventing action re- regard, uh, compared to a more of a, a, uh, a curating action or uh, you know, solving the problem after it happens. Uh, we are having a, a product that works before sugar can enter the bloodstream. So it works really to, uh, well, you know how carbs are absorbed through the food and how, and how they are absorbed through the bloodstream. It involves steps of breaking, breaking down through uh, alpha amylase and alpha glucosidase. So that large carbohydrate molecule will be cut down in smaller pieces. And then at the end, only glucose that is part of that chain will enter the bloodstream. Uh, so if you want to slow that process, there's uh, in situ that will basically work through these enzymes, alpha amylase and alpha glucosidase, making them less effective and working at a slower pace. So it will reduce the speed at which carbs are getting converted to glucose, and that will limit actually the size of the blood sugar spike that you have after your meal. So that's the, uh, in a nutshell, the, 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 the mechanism of action of the, of the product. Uh, but 
you know, so that is uh, how it distinguishes from other ingredients that will basically wait for the sugar to get in and then try to maximize the action of insulin or try to uh, optimize the uh, receptor, uh, the insulin receptor, or try to have the body process glucose in other ways uh, than, than intended or than it would normally do. So the, yeah. the product is very distinctive, but it again, it offers some synergies and possibilities to combine with other ingredients. Sure. Yeah. So, let's, you know, just to kind of try to summarize that a bit, I guess when you eat a carb, a simple carbohydrate like starch, for example, it's actually a star, starch is actually a string of different glucose molecules. Yeah, exactly. I believe, right. Exactly. And what you're saying, I believe the digestive enzymes just naturally break down, cut the bonds that hold that string together, right? So at that point, once they're all kind of single molecules of glucose, they can be absorbed then, I guess, through the intestines into the bloodstream. Exactly. So what you're doing with NC2 is, you know, you're not stopping that process from happening. You're just slowing it down. So there's a more orderly, you know, more orderly process and your body, you know, I guess your body doesn't get overloaded (laughs) with all the sugar at once. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, actually, this is um, this is very accurate, and and it, that's why you have carbs that are good for your health and carbs that are bad for your health. Is the, how the body can quickly convert them to glucose or or not so quickly. So the carbs that are converted quickly are re, uh, reputed to be worse for your health because they will spike blood sugar more and have a better uh, a worse impact on your glycemic health over long term. So. That's exactly uh, the action of NC2. I, I like to uh, use the uh, the uh, the analogy of uh, a heavy rain fall uh, to uh, to to describe that. So if there is a, a few inches of rain over a week, and there's never there's never a problem with that. You know the the sewer can handle the, that that amount of rain. But if you have six inches of rain over half an hour, the city is flooded, and that's not because the, the 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 equipment is not working. It's just there's too much happening at the same time. So that's the same thing happening with glucose. If a lot of glucose enters the bloodstream at the same time after a meal, because you had processed food, you had meals with a lot of added sugars and things like that, well, the system, your body, will be overflown with sugar. And basically, that's word that's bad because there's reaction that can occur you can have like oxidative stress that can occur after that you can have uh, uh, glycation that occurs at the at, at the same time and those are all uh, factors that will uh, make your uh, tissues your 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 body less sensitive to insulin and that will prepare you for a degrading degradation and degrading health over time so um i believe you pointed to the polyphenols from the brown seaweed, which is where ENC2 comes from, as having this action of helping slow down, you know, um, the digestion of the starch and sugar. Mm-hmm. Um, is there something unique about those polyphenols or do other polyphenols have similar action? Well, there are certainly some, uh, I would say, structural requirements for the polyphenols to be actives. Uh, and uh, we know very much what we can do for the product to remain active and how we can also make it inactive. For example, if we extract it with very harsh condition, the polyphenols will be there, but it will be broken down and it will not be active anymore. Uh, so that is very important to uh, to understand as well. 
Um, so the process that we use is very gentle and it also uh, creates an environment that preserves the activity and the bioactivity of the product, the polyphenols, all the way to the, uh, the end product. Uh, now we know that there are other ingredients on the market, other seaweed ingredients, other like uh, salacea, which is a traditional Indian medicine. Uh, there are some uh, uh, products like mulberry, uh, the, the, the mulberry leaf extract that has those types of, uh, of functionality as well. Uh, and quite often the polyphenols are also the responsible uh, uh, proper uh, active molecules also in these extracts. So this is a unique feature, but not only of seaweeds. Some other polyphenols can have the same types, but seaweeds are by far the most active ones. Uh, and we've tested the polyphenols in in situ compared to polyphenols in other seaweed extracts, in salacea, in mulberry, and we found that the potency of in situ is at least 12 times higher than other extracts for inhibition of alpha amylase, and at least six times higher than other polyphenols for inhibition of alpha glucosidase. So you really have a much higher uh, efficacy uh, with the, uh, uh, the polyphenols from seaweeds than from other sources, and probably due to the intrinsic structures of these polyphenols. Great, great, great. So let's, um, let's talk a little bit about some of the scientific findings. I think there have been, I'm not sure if it's eight published studies uh, involving NC2. We're not going to go through each one, of no. course. <laughs> um, but um, the first one I recall is, um, I think you did a test just to see how NC2 would affect um, the you know, blood sugar levels after you eat. Uh, I think it was white bread. Yeah. Um, so just the measuring the post the post uh, meal or post preandal um, blood sugar levels uh, when taking NC two or not taking NC two before eating a meal with white bread. Can we get? It, can you describe that a little? Yeah, that's uh, that's actually one of the founding studies of the product. So one of the earliest study. Uh, we did all of the work in animals first to, to see how uh, the, 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 the properties we were seeing in vitro would translate then into animals and then into humans. So in terms of human trials, that was uh, one of the first. Uh, so we studied that uh, in a university setting, independent one, uh, that worked with uh, 23 healthy volunteers. Half of them were taking the product, the other half were not taking the product, and we compared the, res the, the blood sugar response uh, that they had after using the product compared to after using the, the, the placebo. And we found that people that were taking in C2 had a very significant reduction in their post-meal blood sugar spike. In fact, the blood sugar spike was reduced by nearly half, 48% reduction in the post-meal blood sugar response. So this is very, very important uh, because it will allow your body to manage the, the, the same meal, the same amount of bread that these people ate will be managed with less insulin. And that's what we also noticed. We saw a 12% reduction of insulin. So you're basically helping after one meal to the body to manage those glucose, that, that glucose with less uh, insulin. So this is, I, I think, one of the most important findings. The, the use of in situ after a meal can help, uh, before a meal can help to reduce the amount of insulin and that preserves insulin function in the long term. Uh, in terms of the uh, the uh, uh, the uh, the insulin function, we also found an improvement of eight percent 
in the uh, insulin function. So that is calculated based on the amount of glucose that actually makes its way to the bloodstream and the amount of insulin that is secreted. So we see that this is a, a another finding that is important. So 8% improvement of the uh, insulin function after that meal. Now, what is important is that it works after just one intake of the products. So you don't have to take in situ for a long time for this types of effect to be noticed. You can see it after just one meal because whatever meal that you're using in situ with, then the inhibition of enzymes, the, the, the slowing down of the breakdown of carbs occur at that meal. So this is a very important uh, feature of this, of this product. It works instantly. Justin, how far in advance of eating the white bread did they take the NC2? They took it 30 minutes before, and the reason for minutes. that was uh, to allow the capsule to be broken open by the uh, gastric fluids so that the NC2 is not trapped inside the capsule. Uh, you know, carbs uh, is one of the first components to be digested in the food. Actually, it starts already in the mouth, uh, then it resumes after uh, exiting the, the stomach. So it's very important that the product is already there and active at the beginning of the digestion process and not trapped inside a capsule that you would ingest, for example, after meal or, or something like that. So it's, it's really important to take it before meal. Sure, sure. So, I mean, white bread obviously contains a lot of starch, um, although they sometimes slip some sugar in there, yeah. right? <laughs> um, did you see similar effects? Did you test versus sugar itself, which is basically a combination of, I think a sugar molecule is basically half glucose, half fructose, I believe. Yeah. Um, um, have, did you see any effects there? Yeah, actually, that was also as one of the studies that we have done uh, because uh, working on amylase is, amylase is the enzyme that breaks down more specifically the starch, whereas glucosidase mm -hmm. is the one that breaks down all of the rest, so all of the small sugars and all of those uh, you know, starch fragments that are generated. So blocking the two enzymes is very important because you have a complete coverage of the carbs that you can eat uh, as part of your diet. Uh, so yeah, sure. when we tested the glucosidase action, that's uh, why we, we uh, wanted to test also the, uh, the action on sugar. So in this trial, we used 43 subjects, again, healthy subjects, and they were given a sugar drink, taking in C2 also at the time. It was, so in C2 was in the drink at that time. So they were able to take it all at once. And we saw, again, the same type of results. So blood sugar response after meal, the spike went down by 39%. Insulin level went down by 7%. So 7% less, uh, less insulin was needed to manage the spike of blood sugar that was induced by the sugary drink. And there was also, again, a gain of 5% of insulin efficacy that was seen after the first use of the product. So obviously, when you reduce the spike in blood sugar, when you reduce the spike uh, in insulin after one meal, you can expect that over some time, there would be some preservation to uh, the uh, metabolism, the, the metabolic health, and the glycemic health over the long time. Uh, and why is that? Because basically... Uh, glycemic health is not something that goes away after just one bad meal. Your body can handle having a bad meal. It's actually the accumulation of several bad meals that will lead your body to start desensitizing to insulin. So anytime after, after that you have another bad meal, your body will generate more insulin than it should uh, to basically produce the same effect. 
And that's what you see as, for example, little baby steps towards a degradation of your metabolic health. So it's that the truly accumulation of bad meals and uh, the worsening, gradual worsening of your insulin signaling that will lead your body to uh, a worst uh, glycemic and metabolic health. Now within C2, by reducing the glycemic response to one meal, reducing the insulin response to one meal, it's basically making the trip in the opposite direction. It's making baby steps or small steps, but towards better metabolic health, better glycemic health over the long term. So that's really interesting, Jocelyn. Thank you for sharing that. I really like the way you frame that. So certainly one use of NC2 we've seen can help the post-meal spike in blood sugar, your ability to use insulin a little better in your body naturally. have you seen when you take an NC2 daily, you know, regularly over a period of time, its ability to help, you know, you maintain healthy blood sugar levels or other aspects of metabolic health? Yeah, we actually did. Uh, we've basically ran a six-month trial uh, in 65 subjects that had marginally higher uh, blood sugar values than the optimal value. Uh, and uh, we saw that these people actually benefited uh, for uh, from the use of NC2 with with every meal of the day uh, after six months. So people that use the the NC2 compared to people that uh, were on the placebo uh, saw an additional reduction in their glycated hemoglobin. So they had a 3.9% decrease in their glycated hemoglobin. They had a 7.9% decrease in their fasting blood sugar. And they had a 10.5% blood, uh, uh, decrease in their post-meal blood sugar. So we see that after a while, the accumulation starts to be very important. And even without using, because those values were obviously without using in situ before a meal. So it's really seeing how the metabolism is, is being helped with the use of the product. Now, these people also improved their insulin sensitivity by 14.8%. And they saw also a reduction in uh, their uh, C-reactive protein values by 28% and TNF-alpha by uh, 16.7%. So this really is keeping the metabolism, but keeping also the overall equilibrium in the cytokines and uh, the, uh, you know, how the, the body will react to these stress by generating all sorts of inflammatory mediators. We are seeing that the NC2 use can really help the metabolism to remain in control of these uh, of these elements. Yeah, I mean it's a perfect way to describe how look a little better um, help with respect to managing the blood sugar metabolism process really affects multiple areas of the body. Right, it's just not your post blood sugar uh, score, your post you know post-meal blood sugar scores, it's it's all these other things, which ultimately over time just gives you a chance to live healthier and better, right? So so how, um, I know we mentioned before, you suggest if it's a capsule, take in C2 30 minutes or so before you, your meal, whenever possible. Do you suggest taking with every meal because you know some meals you don't really have that much carbs in in them or the other meals you may have a little higher carbs um how would you recommend you know how would you recommend using the product over a a long period of time 
Well, it's very flexible in terms of uh, using the product. I would not uh, mean like use it for cheating. It's not a product that you want to take for uh, you know allowing yourself to eat more than you would normally. Again, this is not a magic pill. This is something that will work with a lifestyle intervention and a good diet and a, everything like everything else that you that you're doing good. It will help you further. Uh, but you you want to take it essentially when you're eating carbs. So if you're having uh, uh, steamed salmon with some vegetables, there's really no need to take in situ at that at that time. You better dose twice if, if before your next pizza or your next spaghetti uh, that you're that you're gonna have. So uh, or, or processed foods. Sometimes carbs hide. And you mentioned bread. Uh, carbs will hide in some of these uh, of these foods that we don't expect it. Uh, low fat yogurt, for example, are filled with carbs because you want to have the texture back. So. Anytime you're right. you're having those meals, look at the labels, look at the nutritional fact, look at the amount of total carbs. And if you're taking too much carbs on that meal, you know, by all means, taking C2 at that time. That's 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 the best idea. Yeah, one piece of advice I I sometimes give is look, if you're going out to a restaurant, even though you're ordering what appears to be a very healthy, low-carb meal, I mean, you know. You never know. There might be a little sugar or starch. And look, their job really is to make that meal taste very good, right? So you want to come back and have a great experience. Exactly. So they might not be as careful as you might be at home with some of the things that are going into that product there. So uh, when you go to restaurants, you know, you may want to take your NC2 beforehand just, just to be safe. Because that's a really actually brings up a good point. Now, if you don't have carbs in your meal, right? It's not like there's a you know unwanted consequence of taking NC2 where you know it's going to cause your blood sugar to plunge or anything like that. No, Is that right? No, and that's that's also relating to one of the previous discussion that we had in our previous uh, questions that we that we had on the mechanism of action. Uh, if you're taking NC2 before having carbs, obviously you will reduce the rate of digestion of these carbs and you will reduce the uh, insulin and the, the the glycemic spike. If you're not eating or if you're having a meal that doesn't contain carbs, then there's no effect. The, the product is simply a seaweed extract. It's an antioxidant. It's a good polyphenols, but there will be no carbs to digest and there will be no slowing down of, the, of this process occurring. So there's no like intrinsic uh, uh, glucose lowering action of the product. It's really working with our digestion to make it to make the, the spike less uh, a prominent after after a meal, but it, there's no intrinsic uh, glucose lowering action in in situ, so there's no risk of taking it on an empty stomach or not eating. You will not plunge into hypoglycemia, obviously. Now it's very helpful. You know, one other thing you did, which I found really interesting, um, and I'm not as familiar with this work, um, but I believe you, you showed that in situ can help. You know, after a meal, when you take it before a meal, after you eat you know, help maintain, you know, mental focus, mental acuity, uh, just, you know, supporting cognitive function. You know, sometimes we eat a meal and we feel a little, you know, maybe groggy or you have that uh, post-lunch kind of lull. Um, what, what did you guys find? Well, that's that's very interesting, actually. And that's uh, that's one of the effects that we felt more uh, intensely when we, uh, when we test in C2, when we take in C2 ourselves. Uh, because obviously you don't feel your blood sugar level. So that's one thing that uh, you can feel is actually how the meal will impact your mental energy or mental acuity after, uh, after a meal. 
And, uh, you know, you've been uh, uh, up north of the border and uh, you've had some of our meals here. Sometimes in the winter, we like to add uh, to have a, a, a big poutine, which is fries with gravy and, <laughs> and, and, uh, and uh, curd cheese. And this is very high carbs, high glycemic and, and, and very intense on the system. And what happens after having such a meal? Well, you're basically falling asleep on your keyboard after, after, uh, on your computer after your uh, after meal so uh, taking in c2 actually prevents that dip and uh, we wanted to push it a little further uh, so we looked into the science behind this and some people like the 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 common uh, belief uh, of people is that uh, well blood is drawn to the digestive system so that's why you don't have as much energy to make your brain uh, work properly but that's not at all what happens Uh, in fact, what happens after a meal with such a, that raises insulin like this uh, is that insulin will basically uh, force the transfer of tryptophan inside the brain with a higher uh, rate, at a higher rate. And tryptophan in the brain is converted to serotonin, is converted to uh, melatonin, and basically it will basically induce a sleep cycle uh, at the beginning of the afternoon. So... We felt that there was a basis there for the effect that we were feeling. When we take in C2, we don't have that post-energy, uh, post-meal energy dip. So we basically tested this hypothesis in a clinical trial. So we uh, recruited 60 healthy volunteers and we submitted them to a bunch of cognitive tests together with a very high sugar, high carbs meal. It was like pan pancakes with uh, maple syrup or something like that. And uh, half of them took in situ, the other half took a placebo. So what we saw is that, first of all, people that took a placebo had a dip in their mental acuity after a meal, which was completely prevented with the use of in situ. Second, mm -hmm. the people that used in situ had actually a 4% increase in their mental accuracy after a meal. So 4% mm -hmm. is... Well, it is. It's it's not. You're not completely dysfunctional after a meal. It's not like you've right. been hit on the on the head. But it's uh, it's it's uh, uh, somewhat uh, disturbing. And overall, people that used in situ made 15% less errors after their meals, after their uh, high carb meal, than people that were on placebo. So if you were an accountant, if you're filling numbers after your meal, well, I'm sure that putting 15% less errors in your Data sheet is a very important uh, aspect of your workday. <laughs> no, that's that's the, I got to make sure my whole staff is taking C2 before we go to lunch next time. So that's that's really 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 fascinating. I, I I had not known the details behind that work, but that's that's really remarkable. Yeah. So thank you for sharing. And again, um, it works after just just one use of the product because that's the blood sugar yeah. and insulin impact of one meal that you're seeing there, but on the brain, uh, on the brain and concentration aspect. Absolutely. So we've shown, uh, we've discussed how NC2 uniquely slows down uh, the absorption of glucose into the bloodstream during the digestive process. But as we mentioned, uh, there are other nutrients uh, that can help support blood sugar metabolism. Um, you know, in true glucose SP, we combine um, NC2 with chromium and a form of berberin, the more digestible form of ber berberin called dihydroberberin, 
Um, is there any research, uh, Jocelyn, that indicates insulin 2 works well in combination with other nutrients? There's, there are uh, research actually that, uh, that, ha- that we have conducted in combination with chromium. So this is very related to your uh, formulation, your, your true glucose SP formulation. Uh, we're mm-hmm. actually, uh, we have uh, issued a new publication last year uh, where uh, we studied the uh, metabolic health of 505 individuals that were using mm-hmm. that combination over six months. So that in C2 wow. plus uh, chromium combination. And we found in that study that uh, the metabolic health of these people improved on all five components. So what we have noticed is that people were, well, they were recruited if they had at least one metabolic health component uh, failing. Right. Well, on average, people had four metabolic health components failing. And at the end of the study, they ended with an average of three. So there was one component that was removed from their metabolic health uh, uh, profile. So they, they improved drastically in terms of their uh, outcast or outla- outline of cardiovascular health and so on. In terms of the figures that we obtained in that study, we found that people were having a 7% reduction in their waistline. So losing about two inches and a half of their waist circumference. They had wow. 13% decline in fasting blood sugar. They had a 5% reduction in blood pressure. They had a 21% decrease in triglycerides and a 14% decrease in LDL cholesterol. So that is wow. to, just again to show how the glycemic health component, the metabolic, the, the glycemic health component is tied into all of these five components working within C2, working with chromium, these five parameters improved all at once in a very large study. So this is, I think, very impressive. And uh, again, seven out of eight Americans need to improve on these factors. So that's, I think, uh, a a wake-up call for everyone that they should start to to use these, uh, these types of products. That's, that's pretty remarkable data you have. And again, these folks weren't like, um, these were not folks who were uh, terribly unhealthy at the start. They were, you know, they were, you know, like many people, you know, trending maybe in the wrong direction, need a little more support. And, uh, and with NC2, how were they using, and the chromium, how were they using the product? Was it, were they taking it before every meal or how did you um, structure that? Yeah, in this case, it was like an open study. So people were using it before two to three meals of the day. So at, at will. So it's not, okay. uh, uh, it's it's really representative okay. of real life use of the product. So people were uh, using it again, like we like we mentioned earlier, if they, they felt that the product, uh, the meal that they were having were uh, was deserving in C2, they were using it and if not then they were uh, they were not uh, using the product so on average people use it used it two to three times per day perfect and again with 500 people yeah it's a pretty large population to study so that's that's really um that's really exciting so Justin you know one question we get we always in HSC we're concerned about efficacy and how a product works and understanding how it works but we're also concerned about safety right? We don't want to cause any problems in folks. Have you observed through the work you've done um, any cautions that you'd recommend based on uh, that thing in terms of uh, 
safety concerns or other things you might would you like to share? Uh, we have not observed any safety concerns. Uh, in fact, remember that the product has been tested in 900 uh, people over eight human clinical trials, uh, lasting up to six months. So those reports show that the product is extremely well tolerated. There's no like uh, interactions with medication. There's no interaction with food. Uh, the product can be taken by all sorts of people. Um, we're also taking care to remove a lot of the iodine that is found in the seaweeds at the beginning. So uh, seaweeds obviously concentrate iodine. That's a uh, natural capacity that they have. And too much iodine okay. can be uh, a risk for people that have thyroid diseases or that are uh, sensitive to, to, to it. Uh, so we're removing almost 95% of the iodine that is naturally found in seaweed. So that at the end of the day, when you're taking the product at the doses that are recommended, you will get about the uh, recommended daily allowance of iodine, which is 150 micrograms per day. So it's still a small amount of iodine, but it's safe enough for anyone to use. Uh, so there's there's really no risk. Uh, the other element that we have noticed is that the product contains iodine, but it also contains, uh, 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 the, the product contains, sorry, polyphenols, but it also contains uh, some, uh, some alginates which can uh, have an effect on the stomach in terms of soothing the uh, stomach irritations or, or things like that. So we felt, uh, we, we, we heard that uh, people are really well tolerating the product and not having any types of digestive issues or, or, or problems with uh, the use of the product. You know, one thing I want to clarify too, um, since we're trying to inhibit the activity of the alpha glucosidase and the alpha amylase, um, you wouldn't recommend taking NC2 and then taking an enzyme, a digestive enzyme formula at the same time, I presume. Is that correct? No, you're right. It's, it's really counterintuitive anyway to use both at the same time. Uh, and especially if the enzyme mix contains amylase or glucosidase enzymes, you don't want to add those. If you're using protease, for example, then there's no there's no problem. You, the, you can use protease okay. with it, but uh, if you're using uh, amylase or glucosidase, you're basically trying to increase your digestive capacity of carbs, whereas in situ does the opposite. So it, it makes uh, no sense to use them both at the same time. So that's great advice on the enzymes. And again, proteases uh, work to break down proteins. Yeah. So that's fine, but if you have glucosidase or enzymes or enzymes in your digestive enzyme formula that work on starch and sugar, you probably don't want to take that and NC2 together. Um, so um, as you know, uh, Jocelyn, Nature City, uh, we've been big fans of NC2 for a long time. We combine it in true gluco SP with chromium and berberin, as mentioned. Um, is there anything uh, you know, you'd like to comment on on that? formula itself or anything else about NC2 that we may have missed that you think the audience should hear? Well, I think that uh, the formulation and the idea to combine multiple ingredients in one formula is the way to go. And that should serve yeah. as, a, as a guideline, I think, for all uh, uh, ingredient and uh, not ingredient, but dietary supplement uh, uh, users to use more products in, in one formula than just a single ingredient, because again, there's no magic bullet. So with more ingredients, you have the chance to tackle more mechanisms of action. You have the chance also to work with uh, a more effective dosage and reach 
more people because uh, that's what research shows us is that we all look the same, we're all the same, but metabolically speaking, some people have small variations and that can make also an impact on the way that supplements or drugs can have an impact on our bodies. So it's very important to combine those, 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 those active. Again, when I see chromium, which acts really to support the, the uh, insulin receptor, it's a cofactor that is needed for the proper activation of the, of the insulin receptor. There's a lot of rationale for using it in combination where we uh, have uh, shown in our clinical trials that there is a great synergy to work with these two ingredients together. Now adding berberine, which uh, acts as protecting the uh, insulin secretion capacity and improving the sensitivity of the body to insulin is an even more uh, uh, you know, improvement, an additional improvement to that formulation. So I think that there's a lot of, uh, of synergies possible in this specific formulation. I think it's a very tremendous product. Well, thank you for that. Really appreciate that. And, uh, you know, we've enjoyed, uh, Jocelyn, our working relationship with Innovactive for many years, and you, you in particular, and Patrice, of course, and the other folks there. Um, where what, Do you want to give you a website where people can go to, to learn more about Innovactive or NC2? Yeah, people can visit our website at innovactive.com. Uh, we'll post the link on the on the video, and we will also share some of the links of the research that we've uh, cited throughout the uh, this podcast. Uh, so you'll get all of the information if you want to read more on uh, these uh, on these uh, tremendous studies we've conducted. Wonderful. And uh, if you're interested in True Gluco SP, the product we were just discussing that contains NC2 as well as the chromium and a more digestible form of berberin. Uh, you can find that at naturec.com, SP product page, and you'll see many more details about the product. So, Jocelyn, thank you so much for joining us. This has been wonderful. Thank you, Carl, for having me. And I look forward to another occasion to, to speak to you. No, absolutely. We'll definitely do it again. And so that's it for this week's episode. I'm Carl Pradelli. If you like, um, these episodes, please subscribe to our YouTube channel. You can also subscribe and find us on your favorite streaming services. We're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and some others. So until next time, have a good day.